that exciting music. That's an orchestra piece by Michael Torkey called Bright Blue Music. And he's not just saying that. <laughs> he is a synesthete, so he sees color, he associates colors with music. And in this case, the key of D major is for him a bright blue. So as wonderful as that music is for us, we're really not getting the whole picture. Because when Michael Torkey hears that music, he sees the color blue. And if he were to change the key, or if it were to go into a different tonality, he would see a different color. So when he decides to write a piece called Bright Blue Music, it's going to have to be in D major, because that's his association with blue. It's going to have to not modulate, because that would then go away from the blue. So having synesthesia for him, it's actually, well, coloring, so to speak, the entire process of composing the music. Hello and welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. On today's program, I'll be talking about synesthesia, composers who hear color, so to speak, or composers who are inspired to take visual art and try to translate that into music, something that composers have been interested in doing for hundreds of years. I'm going to just read this definition of synesthesia. This is by David Eagleman, who is the author of the book Wednesday is Indigo Blue, Discovering the Brain of Synesthesia. He says, synesthesia is a harmless perceptual condition in which the stimulation of one sense triggers experiences in another sense. For example, a synesthete hearing music might experience colors or textures, or a sound might trigger a taste, or the concept of a weekday might trigger a color, like Indigo Blue, the title of his book. He says that uh, it was thought that synesthesia was quite rare, but we now know that about 4% of the population possesses some form. Now, it's not always music. You, you could see a letter. A letter A could be green. You know, a weekday could be a color. So synesthesia takes a lot of forms, and also they don't agree. Different synesthetes will experience different phenomena differently. So, for example, for our composer Michael Torkey, D major is blue, but for another composer with synesthesia, it might be a completely different color. So there's absolutely no agreement whatsoever. It is completely a subjective phenomenon. We're going to go back a little bit further in time than we normally do here on Relevant Tones, only because this next piece that I want to feature is an absolute masterpiece. It's an acknowledged masterpiece, one of the great works by Morton Feldman, and that is the Rothko Chapel. The Rothko Chapel is a non-denominational chapel in Houston, Texas, and they commissioned Mark Rothko to paint several paintings for it. Um, so there are 14 mostly black paintings, but they also have uh, these little stripes of color. They're, they're color-hued paintings, so a, a lot of ways for a composer with synesthesia like Morton Feldman to jump off of that idea. So here we have a composer with synesthesia who's putting these colors into music, and he's also taking a painting and trying to express that into music. This is Movement 5 of Rothko Chapel by Morton Feldman. We're going to hear the California Ear Unit performing.
That's perhaps his most famous piece, the Rothko Chapel by Morton Feldman. We heard Movement 5 and a beautiful performance by the California Ear Unit. I think that's incredible music. I can still remember the first time that I heard it. It was actually in a museum seeing Mark Rothko paintings and the audio tour. You could put on the Rothko Chapel by Feldman and walk around with these wonderful paintings around you as you listen to that music. Music was inspired by the chapel of the same name in Houston, Texas, uh, where hang 14 paintings by Mark Rothko, mostly black, but they have these color hues or color bands in them. And Morton Feldman, the composer, is a synesthete, so he's reacting to the paintings and, and trying to put that into music, but he's also giving a sonic representation of the colors within those paintings. And they perform that piece in Houston once in a while in the chapel. I think it'd be an incredible experience to sit in there and look at those paintings while that beautiful music rings through the building. Well, I think the next piece is just a lot of fun, and this is going to be a sonic representation of the painting style of Jackson Pollock. And if you know who he is, then you know he was a very controversial figure in the 20th century, famous for uh, standing there with two paintbrushes and just splashing the heck out of canvas with a lot of different colors and creating these very thickly textured, I think, very fun paintings. So when you hear about a composer who's going to try and turn that into sound, well... I'm very intrigued, aren't you? Let's have a listen. This is music by Jennifer Higdon, inspired by the style of Jackson Pollock. It's called Short Stories for Saxophone Quartet. We're going to hear two movements, Movement 1 and Movement 5. Ansia Saxophone Quartet performing. Thank you. 
Music inspired by the work of painter Jackson Pollock, famous for his splatter paintings, or, or drip paintings too. The way that he would layer paint on the canvases is really incredible. That's music by Jennifer Higdon. We heard two movements of her saxophone quartet, Movement 1 and Movement 5, called Short Stories. It was the Ansia saxophone quartet performing. If you're wondering what those percussive sounds are, they're called slap tongues. And that's exactly what it sounds like, slapping the tongue, uh, on the, especially on the baritone saxophone, to make that wonderful percussive sound. You can imagine the paint just hitting the canvas every time you hear one of those. I think it's a great sonic representation of the painting style of Jackson Pollock. Let's turn now to music inspired by another major figure in the art world of the 20th century, and that's Georgia O'Keeffe. Between 1916 and 1918, she taught art in a small town outside of Amarillo, Texas. And so this music by Dan Welcher is inspired by several of the paintings that she did while she was there during this time. They're incredibly colorful paintings. If you'd like to see them, you can go to relevanttones.com. We're actually going to post all of the paintings that, uh, that we're listening to, so to speak, on today's program. Let's listen to this music inspired by paintings of Georgia O'Keeffe, Light Coming on the Plains and Starlight Night. This is by Dan Welcher, and we're going to hear the Honolulu Symphony Orchestra with Donald Johannes conducting.
That's music inspired by really colorful, wonderful paintings by Georgia O'Keeffe, done between 1916 and 1918 when she lived, well, basically in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And I think that the paintings reflect that, the dust in the sky, the, the way that the color looks in, in Texas at, at uh, dusk. Beautiful, beautiful paintings. We heard Light Coming on the Plains and then Starlight Night, music by Dan Welcher. That was the Honolulu Symphony Orchestra with Donald Johannos conducting. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My subject today is the interrelationship between art and music. Composers who either have synesthesia and actually hear colors, or composers who are interested in making sonic representations of visual art that has moved them. You can find out more information about the program on Facebook or on our website at relevanttones.com. We've been having a lot of fun on the program today, listening to the composers turning color into sound or uh, making sonic representations of visual artworks. Let's continue the fun by listening to two different musical representations of the same painting. The painter is Paul Klee, a very famous Swiss painter, and the painting is called Twittering Machine. And what an incredible painting it is. Again, you can come to relevanttones.com to see all the paintings that we're featuring. And if you have the chance to do that, I do encourage you to do so because it makes the music make a lot of sense. And Paul Klee was himself a very musical painter. He actually was a musician, and he was often thinking about music when he made his paintings. First, we're going to hear Gunther Schuller from Seven Studies on Themes of Paul Klee, The Twittering Machine, and Tal Dorati in the Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra. And then we're going to go right into a version by Cindy McTee. This will be the North Texas Wind Symphony with Eugene Miliaro Corporan conducting.
fun, two very different takes on the same painting, Twittering Machine by Swiss painter Paul Clay. First, we heard Gunther Schuller's take from Seven Studies on Themes of Paul Clay. That was in Taldorati conducting the Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra. And we went to that very, very different take of the same painting by composer Cindy McTee. And that was the North Texas Wind Symphony with Eugene Miliaro Corporan conducting. Wonderful music inspired by a really wonderful painting. If you've ever been to Barcelona, you've definitely seen the work of the sculptor and painter Joan Miro. It's incredibly surrealistic. I think it's immediately arresting. It makes an impression on anyone who's ever seen it. It certainly made an impression on the composer Stephen Hartke, who wrote a piece called King of the Sun, and the five movements of that piece are inspired by the art of Joan Miro. And I think it's a wonderful musical representation of, of that artwork. Again, abstract art, very surreal, but uh, it's hard to describe it. You really kind of have to see it, which you can do on our website at relevanttones.com. We're going to hear two of the five movements. Number one, personages in the night guided by the phosphorescent tracks of snails. And how often do you get to write music called that? <laughs> and then we're going to hear the flames of the sun make the desert flower hysterical. Two works by Stephen Hartke, inspired by the incredible art of Jean Miro. Let's have a listen. This is the Dunsmuir Piano Quartet performing.
Sonic representations of two paintings by the abstract surrealist Spanish painter Joan Miro. We heard Personages in the Night, guided by the phosphorescent tracks of snails. An incredibly provocative title, I think. Where, where are they being guided? Where are they going? An incredible painting. And then we heard The Flames of the Sun Make the Desert Flower Hysterical. I think Stephen Hartke did a fantastic job of representing those paintings musically. That was the Dunsmuir Piano Quartet performing. Let's return to that wonderful music that opened the program, Bright Blue Music by Michael Torkey. Again, probably the most famous living composer with synesthesia. Uh, He's written a lot of pieces like this. Ecstatic Orange is another one, or there's a piece actually just called Purple. So this is a composer who really cannot extract color from sound. I mean, you know, color and sound are inextricably linked. He cannot see a color and not hear music. He cannot hear music and not see color. I think it's a very interesting thing. So here is Michael Torkey's sonic representation of the color blue, a bright blue. This is the Baltimore Symphony with David Zinman conducting.
Imagine if you heard that music or something like it, optimistic, buoyant, outgoing, ebullient. Every time you walked outside and it was a clear blue sky, and you look up, you see that bright blue sky, and that's what you hear. That's what it's like for Michael Torkey, a composer who very famously has synesthesia, and so he hears color, and that is his representation of blue. It's called Bright Blue Music. We heard the Baltimore Symphony with David Zinman conducting. The theme for today's program is composers either with synesthesia who actually hear color or composers who are inspired to turn visual art into music. They see a visual piece of art and are moved by it and they think, I'd really like to turn that into sound. Fascinating subject, an awful lot of music. I know it's a subject that I'll return to. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders with special thanks to Claire Fosnacht. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook And you can hear this and all previous programs at RelevantTones.com. Relevant Tones is brought to you in part by the generous support of Grobner Capital Management LP, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.